Kevin to think I'd inherited my father's mental problems. According to my sister, my father had been rather irrational before his death. I thought it was more along the lines of being completely Looney Tunes. I was relieved that I hadn't been around to see him like that. At least I remembered him the way he was before our estrangement. Um, maybe we should call the cops or something? What for? I don't know. Maybe to arrest him for being drunk and disorderly or something. Oh, please. Like the cops are really going to give a damn about some guy banging on a girl's window and giving her a fright. They've got bigger fish to fry. I wanted to get out of there. The thought of hanging out in the parking lot a few hours for the cops to show up didn't appeal to me in the slightest. Mm, this is true. Besides, I just want to go home and forget about everything. I breathed out and took another deep breath. I just want to curl up in your arms. Now that's a very good idea. I thought you might think so. I let go of the breath I was holding once I saw the deserted shopping complex slide by in the side-view mirror. But no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't shake the feeling that someone was watching me. Rain started drizzling down as we drove away. Neon signs shimmered in the puddles. The drive home was uneventful. A feeling stirred in my gut that wouldn't go away. I ground my teeth and hoped that a night clinging to Kevin would drive out those dark shadows lurking in my mind. The electric gate screamed for more oil as it opened. I gripped Kevin's leg a little harder than I'd intended. He winced from the pain, quickly removing my hand from his thigh, but held it tightly as we drove up the driveway. It was reassuring having him hold my hand like that. His touch made me feel safe. The gate slammed shut behind us. Are you sure you're okay? Kevin asked, not looking at me. What with your dad and now that guy? His fingers tapped on the steering wheel. He wasn't very good with handling people who were a little upset. He liked it when things were nice and normal. As long as everything seemed to be smooth on the surface, he was happy. We came to a stop at the back of the main house and in front of my one-bedroom cottage. I'm fine. I got out of the car and closed the door a touch too hard. Hey, my car didn't do anything to you. He loved his car. He spent hours primping and polishing it. His car was cleaner than he was most of the time. Sometimes I had the feeling that his car was more important than I was. I'm sorry, the handle slipped out of my hand. He shook his head and locked the car with the remote and walked me to the door in silence. My hands shook as I tried to put the key inside the lock. Are you cold? Kevin asked as the key rattled against the brass door handle. No, why? I finally managed to fit the key in its hole and turned the lock. Because you're shaking like a leaf. Really? I hadn't noticed. For God's sake, Sarah, stop pretending that you're okay. You're obviously not coping. No, I'm handling it. I'm fine. I couldn't face the thought that Kevin may be right. Was I coping? Then why are you freaking out? I'm not freaking out. I refused to admit that I was bloody scared. I need a drink. What about you? Yeah, sure, why not? I needed to forget the fear and the pain of my father's death. I'd always been a supporter of the fake it till you make it club. If it meant faking being a sex kitten to get through the night, then that's what I would do. I left him standing at my front door and sauntered off into my kitchenette. I had an oversized fridge I'd inherited from my sister. There wasn't space for a proper oven in the kitchen, 
Instead, I had a microwave and a hot plate on the only counter. Despite the cramped space, it was done tastefully. The cupboards were dark wood with silver handles, and the countertops had a black marble finish. I opened the ancient fridge and took out a half-full bottle of wine that Kevin and I had opened a few nights previously, before my life changed forever. I felt him come up behind me. His hand snaked its way up and under my tight black camisole. His lips caressed my neck and found their way to my earlobes. He nibbled the lobes gently. I gasped. His hand gripped my breast. Fingernails bit into my flesh. He was breathing hard. I slammed the fridge door closed and turned into his embrace. My lips found his as he pushed me back hard against the fridge. I managed to keep a tight hold of the bottle. Pushing him away, I took a swig of wine and handed it to him. While he drank, I pulled the camisole over my head.